smooth, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Too motherfucking smooth, bitch. Yeah. Ball head. Head like a baby, a, a baby ass, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Kane. Hello world, back again, you know, it's been a while, um, want to first and foremost apologize for that, you know, um, uh, but I'll get, get into it, my name's uh, Daniel, my name is Beto, and uh, this is just the two of us. And, uh, you know, hopefully you haven't forgotten about us, you know, but, um, you know, we're a little podcast and we talk about stuff. What he's trying to say is we didn't really have enough time to do it for the past few weeks and we've been pretty lazy um, and we hope you understand. And, hey, man, and coming up with topics, yo, a podcast is low-key kind of hard, man. I didn't expect it to be this challenging. Who would have knew? Yeah, yeah. But we're learning, guys. Um, uh, obviously, the to the ones that have uh, given feedback, we appreciate you guys greatly. Can keep it coming. Thank you to we our loyal it. listeners, all yeah, five man. of you guys. Um, tell your nice. friends. Yeah. And we'll make sure to keep upping the quality. <laughs> so today, we're gonna talk about. Music? Yeah, question, yeah. Question mark. So, what makes a music artist mainstream? Um, we were asking ourselves this because just recently uh, we bought a pair of tickets to go see Griselda in concert. And for those of you who don't know, Griselda, as we've mentioned probably a few times on this podcast, it's made up of Conway the Machine, Benny the Butcher, West Side Gun. And... We're we're fans, I would say. Um, Daniel likes to think I'm a casual fan, a mere plebe, but that's okay because we're both gonna enjoy some of our favorite artists in concert this Friday. And it got us thinking. Beto likes Griselda, you know. <sighs> he enjoys them. What makes an underground artist different from a mainstream artist? And I guess I'll start. Um, I think that the main difference between underground artists and mainstream artists is popularity. That's really about it. Um, I think that the mainstream is called the mainstream for a reason, just because when you're talking about like fishes in the river, like okay. you're talking about which 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 part of the river, you know, like you know which way these fish are going. Right. And it's the pack, you know? Uh And so, like, if you've seen, like, Finding Nemo, like, all the fish that um, Marlin and and Dory that they encounter, like, they're going one way. But guess what? Dory and Marlin, they're like, is that his name? I don't even know if that's his name. I forget. But either way, they're going the, the they're going a different way, and that's what like the difference is between underground artists and mainstream artists. Essentially, one has a typical sound, usually more poppy, something that's more relatable to the the general masses. The other, 
um, usually more honed in, um, st very stylistic, and usually very um, low publicized. And so I think that all of those attributes have a lot to do with the difference between a mainstream artist and an underground artist. Okay. Um, yeah, I think there was like, yeah, certain points I agreed with, like, um, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say that like popularity is like the main difference because I don't know, because I feel like there's different levels <clears throat> to like popularity in general. So for instance, like, because we've talked about him before, like Currency, who is super popular, um, but he's he's not at all a mainstream mainstream artist, as opposed to like, um, you know, Lil Baby, who's a mainstream artist. But I would I would I would um, argue that um, Currency is a, is moving um, in a better way than. Um, a, a little baby because at the very least he owns all of his music um you know one of the bigger i think aspects of underground rappers is usually most of them start out independently at least um and i think that's kind of the the mantra that kind of sets them apart a little bit from more mainstream artists and that's not to say that some underground artists have work under labels but i think that the labels themselves are big pushers of what the general masses hear and so when you're talking about people and i mentioned this to you earlier like leor cohen who was like the the lead at, at def jam he pushed a different kind of music onto a public for his his own agenda and i think that that um influ influences a lot of the sounds that we hear today and kind of determines what's mainstream and what might be considered as underground like so yeah that's that's kind of what I, what I where I would more so get at kind of like what's what's kind of pushed industry wise is what I would say is considered mainstream <clears throat> in terms of <clears throat> in terms of like what what the what the sound what what sound is popular now so for instance like if you look in the early 2000s um you think of like it's called like uh like bling bling the bling bling era so like um shit like no limit um puff daddy to a certain extent um so shit 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 like that was pushed industry wise and that in general was like the popular sound at that time and now you see now although it didn't start off as a popular sound because trap um you know was its own thing but now you could you could make the case that trap is what main the mainstream sound is now you know um so that's what's being pushed now industry wise why and that's why you hear people always saying like oh everyone sounds the same because everyone's doing like a trap beat mm -hmm. you know and rapping over that um so yeah i agree with that um industry point and uh, but i also i also think like and that could kind of lend to this industry points because i honestly feel like that's like the biggest reason of what uh, determines the mainstream um, artist. Um, but also like when like, um, you know, the majority, a majority, the majority enjoys, enjoys, enjoys the music when that shit can be played um, in a bar or in a club or whatever. And just, you know, I think that's, that's part of partly why um, the more mainstream you go, the more familiar the sounds are. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so you're used to listening to this kind of music. And that's why it kind of moves and it goes in movements, really. Like, what is mainstream? It flips from genre to genre to genre. And, I mean, right now, trap is kind of captivated um, audiences for, like, years now. And it's gotten so popular. And um, one of the reasons why, and we mentioned this earlier, too, was, like, we didn't know how far, like, the extent of, like, trap music and rap music kind of um, influence, like, younger, like, white generations, especially in, like, suburbs of, like, I don't know, at least, like, I grew up in northern suburb of Chicago, and, like, all the suburbs, like, Winnetka, Glencoe, like, all these rich-ass suburbs, like, they, I would, like, pass by and start hearing them, like, listen to this music. Like, begging, cheap, and Yeah, and, and it kind of puzzle. it's kind of puzzling because... You're like, this is not... Yeah, you're so, like, far removed. Yeah, it makes no sense that, like, the most, like, the most avid consumers of the product are, like, people who don't really, like, aren't creators of the product. And so it kind of is weird, but it also shows, like, how much influence there is from, like, CEOs, label, record, like, executives, and how much power they have in, 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 like, shaping music. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're be- it's better music than underground though, and I think I mean you would definitely agree with that. Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. So, at what point do we make a distinction between mainstream and underground artists? Yeah, like I was thinking about that earlier because like because we because we we were talking about this before like with J Cole like it's like you could clearly um here because it was either born center or forest hills drive whichever forest hills drive whichever one came first where i feel like that was like oh shit nah he's like mainstream now because mm-hmm. he had songs with like big sean miguel and shit like mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah nah he's kind of mainstream now he's crossed so but i don't want to say like because i'm not saying that the uh working with big names makes you a, a mainstream artist because like someone like um big crit has done that before and he's i wouldn't say is mainstream um but he he also like i said earlier has you know that cult following where he's good you know one of the right um now. artists that we mentioned before um in our own conversations with danny brown and how we thought that he was the most mainstream of the underground artists and I, I think he's the most or, or, the jewels, maybe. Yeah, I was thinking that was the other one that I was thinking yeah. too. They're both and they both frequently collab with each other, so it's um Griselda an interesting will dynamic. Be up there now. I think I think that's that's like the crux of the question though. Like at what point are they well enough like well known enough to where they cross into I don't know, radio listens. I think radio, um perhaps it might be like outdated and like people don't really listen to radio as much. But it still has an influence over a lot of people, specifically younger people, like yeah. the like really young people, mm-hmm. like seven seven through like tw- age twelve, like a lot of like young people still listen to the radio because they're not like some of them might not have phones so they don't stream music, or their parents still control the radio. Like that's that shit happens, um, and I feel like at some point, like the mainstream like has to become. Um, has to like incorporate some of the underground artists that possibly aren't featured like on the radio and stuff like that. I feel like because sometimes I think about that and I wanted to ask this question like, 
do you feel like there would be a point where like the mainstream like um isn't what's or at, at least it, it comes down to like an underground level um in terms of like you mean like they flip no not not flip not not saying popularity but like or or i guess underground could rise i don't know what am i trying to say because i feel like it's not even so much about the artists that make up the underground it's more about in a way the underground think of like mainstream and underground artists as like cast almost like a caste system like a hierarchy and like the mainstream popularity wise money wise that's like where you want to be but the underground in a way like they 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 take more risks and they can still make the money i'm not i'm not saying they can't it might not be at you know a mainstream level but some of these guys at an underground level are i would i i mean i don't i don't know anyone's financials personally but i i would personally i wouldn't be surprised if someone like uh run the jewels or griselda was making more money they're making certain um mainstream mainstream artists, artists? yeah um that's out. tough to say because um a lot of also one of the bigger differences between mainstream and underground artists is like like i said like the the labels and so when you sign to a label you do get more exposure but that does come at a fraction of like what you're supposed to get paid um and they also make you do a lot of like gimmicks commercials and shit like that um i think that the difference between mainstream and underground that's all all of that i'm saying is that it's popularity but with that popularity comes the clout, comes the money, comes the opportunities to make commercials, to go more media, like more, be more out there in social media. Because um, that's something you'll notice, too, like social media for mainstream artists is what we consider like as a big platform, Twitter and shit like that. Twitter is like one of the biggest um, like music artists. Um, I don't know how to explain it, like relationships. Mm hmm um it's like twitter network. and music artists like they they're so interrelated yeah. nowadays it's kind of how you network and shit. um and it's so like under like looked at i think in a way um but yeah i mean what do you think is better at least to you or is it a question of what is what do you mean? it does you it matter better, like, like yeah like i mean I know that you might prefer a lot of artists in the, in the underground, but some people think of it as, like, when people listen to, like, lesser-known artists and stuff like that, they love to say, like, oh, let me put you on to this artist and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, and in a way, it's almost like flexing your musical, like, variety. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, do you, like, prefer it? Not, not, not for surface level reasons, but, like, do you think the music is just better underground or main- mainstream? I mean, it's all subjective, subjective, and, and like, I don't know, at this point, um, at this point, you know, in my music listening and in my life, like, I don't really try and argue with other people's music choices like that, like, if right. you fuck with, you know, you fuck with what you fuck with, like, I'm, I'm not tripping off that, it doesn't concern me, but like, um, I mean, yeah, I prefer, you know, certain underground artists, uh, or underground music, like, uh, even saying underground is kind of a weird term, but just underground music, like yeah, I prefer it to mainstream um music. But I there's certain mainstream artists that I like, you know, um Young Thug. Mhm. I fuck with him. 
Yeah, I mean, just like YG, Young Thug. I fuck with YG. Um, He's mainstream. I like I like the Kendricks of the world. Yeah, but, obviously um, Kendrick. You know, like Schoolboy Q is is um fairly popular. ASAP Rocky. Uh, JID's cool. Um, obviously ASAP Rocky. Tyler's mainstream. Tyler's like, mainstream now. There's a lot of dope mainstream um, artists. It's I I guess I was just asking to see if I mean which one you know, because yeah, underground. Because up to a certain point, like I feel like the the more mainstream you go, you also get tied down by like the the choices that you're able to make. You mm-hmm. you get less freedom in 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 terms of how much like the kind of music that you get to do. Um, you're kind of forced to do. You, you gotta go like the what famous. sells. Yeah. yeah. What made you famous? And so, I mean, yeah, I guess in a way. Okay. I don't know if you want to come to this conclusion, but. Oh, you have a thought. Yeah, I had a thought from earlier. So it was like, do you think you'll get to the point where... Because it's, kind of, it, it, it's kind of feeling like that now. So, like, where artists are like, you know, I won't even... I'm not even going to go for, like, a mainstream. Like, I don't need that. Do you think you'll get to the point where that'll be, like, the majority feel? Where mainstream won't be, like... Because... I mean, I'd still say that's seen as the goal, like, you know, being super popular, being a superstar or whatever, uh-huh. or you think you'll get to that point where it was just like, people will just simply try and find their own, you know, followings. They'll still be stars because that's never going to go away. But... You mean like that they never decide to venture out into, no, I mean, aren't artists no. already like kind of settling into their own lane? I mean, like... Uh, well, what do you mean? Like, like an artist, it won't be an artist's goal to be like selling um on Billboard top records and. Shit. I think that already is. That's the case with I think a lot of people. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's starting one you, now. One of your like favorite rappers, Rock Marciano, has been underground forever. That's not the majority though. I know, I know, but if he really wanted to, because he um no, he couldn't go elevate his earnings, try try and venture out into like making more money if he wanted to probably by doing what though by i don't know becoming more changing his sound essentially i i don't know no, dude i don't think so there's but the, you can't say for years you now. can't say that there there aren't artists out there though that aren't already kind of doing that that change better to making a main yeah of that are in 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 turn of like going to a, a record label you you just go independent or something like that um i mean chance was originally kind of like that mm-hmm. like acid rap for as much as like people really fuck with it like it was it was still a mi- mixtape yeah and people out of outside of chicago it wasn't exactly like the most popular kind of thing when it came out um and so he only became he wasn't originally independent and now he's part of the mainstream without really changing anything. Yeah. He really didn't do anything other than just continue making music. And so I think that you don't, sometimes you just don't even get to choose whether you're mainstream or not. You just, sometimes it becomes. Sometimes happens. Um, it, granted, his case is a little bit more of a rarity um, than the norm, but it, it could serve true for, for more artists in it's the kinda, future. Because it's kind of true for like, um, like a, cause, and I'm not familiar with his music myself, but like a like a Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich. That song like yeah, the box yeah. came out, and like all of a sudden he's in it. Mhm. Um, so it kind sometimes that shit can just happen. 
Yeah, I mean, um, I guess, I guess, I guess I'm good on that. All right. Transitioning. Um, smooth transition to um, the next topic. And, you know, once again, we kind of said, you know, we're kind of, you know, we're ironing this out. We're going to be honest. We'll leave the timestamps no on the video again. Um, so you can but, yeah, we're ironing it out. Of this. You know, fixing it up, working it out. You know, trying to make this the best thing for you. It's guys. a work in progress. Yeah. Trust the process. We're gonna go. Well, we're gonna talk about soccer. All right. Yeah. You got any? Um, <laughs> so um. Points. I guess we're gonna do like a quick run through of like our thoughts on just different things that are going on. Okay. Specifically around Europe because, um, I mean that's honestly where we pay the most attention when it comes to watching and um, keeping up with, um the races in each in each respective league in Europe. Mm-hmm. So if you want to start, uh, we could go on to the Premier League, work our way down. Okay. And so the Premier League, top four. Had a game today. <sighs> Had a game today, and it was Liverpool against West Ham. Um, and we're recording this on the 25th of February, so this will age great. And Liverpool came back to beat... West Ham three to two, um, in what was honestly a pretty good game. I honestly um, still have to watch that. I totally just uh, ditched work for like a little bit and like was doing it on this like, I kind of like minimized the screens a little bit, so you could like have half the screen, have the game, and then half the screen have like your work. Mm-hmm. And I do that way more often than not, and I should like stop doing that. But I mean, it was a pretty good game. I think it's time to admit it, man. And accept it. I think they're going to go undefeated. I think that it's not a stretch to think that they're going to go undefeated. Plus, they only need four more wins. To win the league? Yeah. But that's where people actually have some doubts about whether they can do it or not. Because if Klopp... I mean, if if Liverpool want to win the treble, they probably could. Um, they, They have the squad to do it. They're not out of the FA Cup, are they? No, 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 no. So they can win the domestic cup, domestic title, and then the Champions League. And they they can conceivably do all three. Would you rather have a treble or would you rather have an undefeated season? I don't think they can do both. Is it the undefeated season and that that so it's only the it, Premier it, League I mean trophy? yeah you count the Premier League trophy perhaps even but the the, the, the FA trophy? Cup which yeah. I don't think they can win the FA Cup I don't think yeah, not that they can right. but right <laughs> um and so I I I personally think that they should focus on winning the treble um I think that's just bigger because um I think it might have been um Lineker mm-hmm. who told uh, Jamie Carragher. Um, or Garriger, like, what is it, Carriger, messing it up, too. He told him, like, an undefeated season is only worth so much. Like, when you get the Premier League medal, you don't look in the back and it says undefeated season. It just says, like, you won the title. Granted, like, as an Arsenal fan, too, they had an undefeated and invincible season in, in 2004. So, like, I think that, I think it, like it's kind of something that goes down in the books for a long time, and so it's it's I don't know. 
Well, I hope Liverpool don't win the Champions League personally, so they can go out of that. You know, sh- you know. Hope, hopefully, Atletico can pull off a miracle at Anfield, because I think that would be a miracle. Because I honestly feel like Liverpool will win that. Um, but yeah, but on the top four, um, that's that, and, and the relegation battle is also super interesting. But on the top four, um, you know, obviously, it's. Really, you know, uh, Chelsea, Spurs, Man U, Sheffield, Sheffield Wolves, Arsenal. I, um, you know, outside shot. Um, so right now yeah. the difference between I believe it's fourth and eighth where Arsenal sit, it's um it's four points, and so in a week and a half the standings completely change. And that's where it's kind of, you can tell that it's been an inconsistent season just because a lot of the middling teams are kind of sort of fighting for a European spot, um, whether it be the Europa League or the Champions League. But I think that just because given it's an un, in, inconsistent season, we can't really mark down who will be a top four team. And that's also with the added fact that Manchester City have an impending suspension from yeah, UEFA. That and opens up fifth. Fifth spot now could be enough of an incentive for teams mm-hmm. to try and, and fight for. And a lot of teams are outside looking in, fighting for one, maybe two spots, um, which I believe, I mean, fourth and fifth, Chelsea and Spurs. Um, or it might be Man U and I, yeah, right now. Uh, Man U is fifth. So it's a tight battle. Um, who do you think will, will be the top four and then number five? Okay, so it's it that like you said, like it's tough to call, cause Chelsea are super inconsistent. Manchester United, like although it was a good win, they had they beat Watford. But when I say it's a good win, it's because like they they, won. they all they usually fuck like they usually fuck up in games like that. They're they're good against like Chelsea, Man City. Like they beat they beaten Man City this I year. I think it's a good win. They're good it's, against a good it's team. It's not a sign though. I don't think that it means more than it 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 shows on paper. Which no, is, I'm not saying they beat, they're like favorite. the worst team or second worst team in the league. So yeah, it's they're not a favorite. Um, I think There's, that. But Bruno Fernandez, he looks notch. like should be a good signing. McTominay, McTominay being back, that that's gonna help them. It's gonna Rashford. hinge on Rashford. That's out. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, once he gets back, if he gets yeah, back, if he gets back, I think that year. their their hopes are gonna lie with that because I can't see them having enough depth up front to be able to keep up. Um, especially given that their defense is also still kind of in the works. Yeah. Um, I know that recently they brought back Bailly, um, and he yeah, had a solid effort too. Yeah. Uh, against Chelsea, but they're gonna need as much as much help as possible. I don't think that Manu is gonna be able to do it by by themselves. Yeah. But speaking of um, lack of depth up front, it goes to Spurs then, and you know obviously I'm a Spurs fan, and. The Spurs fan in me wants to be like, you know, yeah, they'll get fourth. But I just look like, honestly, if if it was Son there, I would be I would be way more confident if it was at least Son was healthy. But with Son being gone, it's like, 
who do you who do you what do you do as a as a player up top now like who do you play up top um in that position because there's literally no one else that can do it unless you want to play Troy Perry who's the the youngster he's like 18 and I wouldn't be against that personally oh I'd be for that yeah but Mourinho is totally against it he keeps saying he's not ready so it's like, all right, no, man, let it be coach. known. Arsenal fans are all for playing Troy Perry. Okay, cool. He'll be great. Great. Glad you feel that way. Um, but yeah, so it's just tough. It's it's tough to pick Spurs because I just look at the attack that they the, the it's really lacking. Per I think that you know Mourinho could possibly look into maybe playing Deli Ali or, or like a Lamella as a false nine. He, at least for the time being. He, Mourinho could stand to play the players the, ma- the way that they were meant to be played. Because I think that he's... he's can't really had do that without a striker, though. He, no, I get that. And he's had to kind of reshift his tactics a little bit with the injuries. And, and you know, losing Harry Kane, um, essentially, what is it, the rest of the season? That's for sure? Uh, at least until April. Losing a player like Harry Kane too is it kind of like screws right. you up. Yeah, because that was already bad enough. He's easily their best player when he's healthy. But Spurs were hanging on with Son. They were still like, all right, they're still looking nice. Because he's a world class player. Yeah, but but, now, or, the, but he's someone you can play up top. You know. I I get that they can play up top, but honestly, that's where I'm talking about where I feel like Mourinho and I think. Everyone at Spurs, they're bored. They need to, like, figure out what they want to do. Because if they were smart enough, they should have taken a striker in the transfer window. They tried. Just for depth. They tried. Just for depth. They tried. Because they know that they have injury rules. And, like, Son, Son was great while Kane is out. But mm-hmm. now that you have both of them injured, you have to play Lucas up top. And it's not looking great. Yeah, that doesn't work. Um but I think I think that Mourinho could also stand to not place blame anywhere other than himself. He he's not been blaming anyone. He's not doing himself favors going out into the media and like He hasn't been blaming anyone though. But he kinda has. Like who? There was like a question that um he was asked after the Leipzig game and I think it was along the lines of do you think that Spurs played t- badly? Or do you think that Leipzig was just very good today? And he was like, I don't like your question. He was like, I don't like your question. I'm not going to answer it. And that's how it went. That was like the whole exchange. Like that's kind of, that's the kind of things that like it gets under the skin of like the board and under like fans that is like just take take blame for your loss and like move on because he didn't have the proper depth. He didn't make excuses, but he also didn't do himself favors. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like I said, like, Mourinho needs to change the system. Like, because cause he tried playing against um, uh, Chelsea. He tried playing Bergwijn and Lucas Moura up top. And straight up, that did not work. That was bad. At all. That was like, bad. It was bad. Like, he needs to change it up. Um, like, I, like I said, maybe playing Lucas Moura, or not Lucas Moura, um, Deli Ali or um, Eric Romella up top. You know, switch it up like that. Or Troy Parrott. Fuck it. But, um... I think they need confidence. Tough, um, and that defense is still that, that defense, man. Like, shit. Um, fucking ass. I guess, um, if I'll go quickly over Arsenal's corner, it's it's good. 
It's pretty good. They're outside looking um, to top four. They they are outside looking in, but it's only four points off. And I believe their next schedule. I mean, they just got the Manchester City game postponed, but and I think it's because of the Olympiacos game that they've got coming up. But they play um, Olympiacos, they play Portsmouth um, in the FA Cup. But then they get West Ham at home, at Brighton, at Southampton, home to Norwich, and then at Wolves before playing Leicester City, Tottenham, Liverpool. Mm-hmm. That's that's like a good solid run of five games where they can pick up a lot of points. It is solid. Um, West Ham, like... They, they Without be being as confident danger. as I as I can be, that that should be a win. That that should not only be a win, but like a statement win, um, where they you know like against Newcastle they scored four goals. That was and all four of their top players scored. Like that's good to see. That that boosts the confidence of like the entire team. Question. Um, yeah. Do you think like Saka is gonna be left back full time now? That's gonna be his position. So that's like the other thing I wanted to talk about too, just because um, there's like talks about his his contract mm-hmm. right now, and Liverpool is kind of knocking on the door and they're asking for Saka, mm. um, and he's got a year and a half. He le- worked there. He's he's got a year and a half left on his contract, and um, I think that what they, whatever they need to pay him right now, whatever the going rate is for. Like an 18-year-old who could possibly be a like, or who at the moment, in my opinion, is like top 10 young talents in the world. Your opinion. You have to you have to lock him up. Um, whether it's my opinion or not, and Daniel's laughing at me, and it, it makes me feel bad. But honestly, I don't care what Daniel thinks. I think that the um. That's good. Man. I think that he's a really talented player and that he's got a a good future. But Arsenal need to lock him up because. Um, he's got like 10 assists, 10 assists this season. And as an 18 year old, as honestly, anyone at, at that, at that level, that's pretty impressive. Um, it is across all competitions, but there's no reason, there's good. no reason he can't get five or six more and having like 15, 16 assists in a season across all competitions really is like, is it's, it's what world, it's, it's what world-class players, um, are capable of doing. Yeah. And so he's been doing that. And um, it's good to see just because it's a bright future. Um, yeah, you want to move into La Liga? Yeah, let's. Let's come. Um, moving to La Liga, and my first question is, can you explain this? Like, why were Barcelona allowed to sign a player so out of the transfer? It was now? some. It I don't don't get me on this, but it it was kind of a loophole that they found in the system where essentially it has to do with the number of players on your roster okay. and if you have a certain amount of players that are injured then you are allowed to sign someone outside of the transfer market um, and because they're injured you can rule them out indefinitely for the rest of the season completely and they won't be part of your roster anymore who's main dembele and so he's out for the, he's he's out for like six months and so he's out completely. And so Braithwaite was brought in just recently. And what's kind of crazy is he had a really good performance. Yeah, he did. Um, he had two assists. Kind of whack assists. The, yeah. the weird ones that, like, Ronaldo has on his on his resume. But, like, 
Um, he looked energetic. He looked lively, and he looked like he kind of fit in with what they were doing. So I that's that's the only thing that a lot of fans are like kind of pissed about. Is they kind of screwed over uh, Leganes. No, you could say that, but Leganes were also the team that chose to sell him. They if if they if they didn't want to be like depthless at striker, then they shouldn't have. You think they sold had a choice him. to a certain extent? Of course they did. They're they're the club that owns his contract. So if they've thought that that, and I I think it's under my assumption that Braithwaite doesn't have a ton left on his contract either. So Barcelona were looking for a short term option. And so that might be one of the reasons why Leganes wanted to cash in, especially because I think Leganes might be headed. So, so yeah, they're they're in nineteenth nineteenth pla- place, so they're probably in. just um just like up up for up for sale. They're they're setting up shop, um. So it makes sense. Um, other well, than that, yeah. Other than the it's Barca Real, man. Yeah, I mean the title race is tight. Um, Atletico won recently. João Felix scored. Um, mm-hmm. That's good for his confidence. Uh, they're in third, ten points behind Real Madrid. But who do you think will win the title? So this Sunday is a Clásico, mm-hmm. and it's at two o'clock on Sunday. So is it at, where's that? It's at? at the Bernabeu. Okay. And so, the winner of that, if if Real Madrid wins, I believe they're up by one point, mm-hmm. fifty six and fifty five. Yep. And then if uh, Barcelona wins. They will be up by five points. I think at that point, <coughs> all things considered, Barcelona can can do it. I think they'll have enough momentum um, to pull through because then they get Real Sociedad at home, Mallorca. Um, they get the Napoli, but then they get Leganes. Um, like they have a number of matches where they can they can go on a run and leave Real Madrid behind. They win their next five games. They can. They're probably league winners. That's if they can be consistent, you know. Um, that's I, a, that's I, a key. I, I I mean, I personally am not the biggest like the hugest supporter of Real Madrid. So I mean, yeah, I I'd like to see Barcelona win. Um. But yeah, <laughs> it's a good title race. But like I said, it's better past, than most years. Yeah, like I said in past years though, or, or past uh, podcasts. Getafe, man. I love I love Getafe. Getafe I is like, you, um, in the Europa League. Did you see what they, what they did? Ajax murdered them. Uh-huh. They, they. I don't think Ajax had like a shot on. They target. didn't have a single yeah. shot on target. They they were locked down, and Italian, that man. I find that really interesting because Ajax has a ton of really young, good players. Uh-huh. Um, was Ziyech Ziet still playing? Yeah. On the team. Um, that's crazy that Chelsea got him. That's a good uh, shot. Ryan Babel, um, Proms. Van de Beek, like they have a slew of like good young players, um, that's crazy, but if you want to move on to Serie A, yeah. So in the Serie A, that's a that's the other title race, you know, <laughs> the other super interesting one. I think what's crazy, and I'll and I'll ask you, do you think? Because in the beginning of the season we thought that Inter was gonna do really well. Mm-hmm. To keep up with Juventus in the title race, and it would it was gonna be like the first year where they broke the Scudetto streak, and it's kind of looking like they're the ones falling behind, and Lazio is really gonna be the challenger this season. Yeah. And so, I guess I ask winning. you, do you think Lazio can do it? Because Inter Inter are six points behind, and it's not uh, impossible. Juventus 
from game to game are a little bit inconsistent. They play down to their opponents a lot. And so Inter can still try and, like, get a little streak and then catch up. But Lazio's only a point behind. So, see, like, it's it's tough to say that because I don't know... Cause I don't know, I don't even know if I, I'll say that Lazio. Cause there, it's twenty five games into the season, so you can't really say that Lazio are on a crazy run of form anymore. Like this is what they are, and you know, um, basically at this point, they're they're gonna be a top three team, at the very least in right. Italy. Um, but it it's it but it's tough because it's like they can't stop winning. You know, they've won their last three games. One of those was obviously against Inter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge win too. Um, but they have the Golden Boot leader, mm-hmm. Immobile. Immobile. He's just doing his thing. Man. But I mean, I still I don't think Inter like like you said Inter is not totally out of it. But like they've they fucked up. They've they've been fucking up in these last few weeks. Um, with these games, like it's like after that Milan win, like mm-hmm. um, it's like they went into a lull. Yeah, you know, you know, losing to Lazio, they got knocked out of the Coppa Italia too. I think the Inter, in in almost a way, they were kind of victims of like media fatigue, and I think that when you're expected to be like the 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 main rival yeah. of a Juventus team that has won it like every year for like the last what I don't even know how many years it's been almost a whole decade yeah and so when you're like expected to be the first like team to like give Juventus a real shot I think Inter have in big games or mm-hmm. not even so much in big games but there are games where they just look out of it and um their players look kind of I don't know how to how to explain it in a way like they're tired. Mm-hmm. I I think that um, Conte is a really good coach and he has gotten their formations right, but I think that Inter also do suffer from a lack of depth, and that's one of the reasons why Ericsson went there in the first place. They need creators. Creative, uh, and, depth and midfield. And that's that's what Juventus has a lot a lot of, and Inter Milan is kind of lacking it at the moment. I wouldn't say Juventus has a lot. Of, they have a lot of midfielders, just period. But I don't think creative depth, nah. I mean, I think Dybala, I think Pjanic is, is, is good. When I, well, I think like Ramsey is sneaky creative. Like a central midfielder. It's really just Pjanic. I don't know. Dybala's an attacker. Yeah, he's an attacker, but he also links up. That he can be, he can play in the nine role. Uh, or not in the nine role. He can play as like a false nine. He can play as a center attacking mid. He can link up pretty well in the midfield, and even if they play him out wide, he's not. Um, he's like the kind of player that can cover a lot of ground at the same time. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Like, so you can slot him in anywhere there. I wouldn't. Say, yeah, but I wouldn't say he's like. Like Juventus aren't considering him one of their midfielders. You know. I think that um, what they lack in creativity, they do make up in 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 goal scoring. Got um, Ronaldo. <laughs> and it's kind of hard to keep up with someone with, with with someone who scores like just so many goals and that 21 might be 21 goals in 21 games. Chiro Immobile has a few more, doesn't he? Like six um, more. And so it's um it's really cool to still see the goal the goal scoring race going up too. 
Um, yeah, and it's like, interesting that the two two teams with the highest score uh, scoring goal scorers are are the first two teams in the yeah. in the standings. Yeah, like Syria, like they they've traditionally always had that like um, stereotype of they're a super defensive. Defensive. League. Like that, it's not that it's not it hasn't been like that for the last couple of years. You know, they're scoring a lot more goals. And it's mm-hmm. cool to see. It's cool to see. Yeah. Um. Well, I I I for one hopefully think that um, or I hope for uh, a change in the. In the championship hey, episode. Hey, Lazio or Inter, I'll take either one. Anything to break it, just because yeah. it makes things more interesting, and I mm-hmm. think that is it makes for good storylines. Yeah. And if they were to win the league, why not Immobile as like a Ballon d'Or like finalist at least? We know he's probably not a top three player in the world, but that would be pretty cool. If Juventus lose the Scudetto, um, um is Sari gone? Yes. Yeah, he's gone. My question is, if it's, if Sari is gone, is Pep in? He's already said that he's staying, and but and obviously you can't. Yeah, obviously you, you can't, can't trust, trust that. It. Yeah, you can't trust it. Um, I've heard talks. I've heard seen reports that like they'll try and get Allegri back. Um, he's still out in the market. Yeah, but it also seems like he wants to like go away from Italy for like he mm-hmm. wants to manage outside of Italy. Yeah. Um Pep would be crazy though, like You know who my pick is. Who? Unai Emery. Hmm. Does he have a job now? Or is he still he free probably, agent? He probably should stay home and not coach hmm. teams for the near future. Well, he definitely shouldn't coach Juventus at all. Yeah. Coach Gino's available. That would be interesting too. That would be an interesting. And pick. they have a huge Argentinian connection too. Yeah. A lot of the players. Um, That'd be a really and Italy has pick. a huge Argentinian um like demographic of like players. But he's another guy like, cause I think it's partly why sometimes well it's not you can't really blame Ronaldo for this because he's carrying that team sometimes he carries that mm-hmm. team sometimes but like Sarri's a very press focused manager like he wants his players to press. And Ronaldo no, just Ronaldo's doesn't not do doing that. that at he all. he wants he's doing the LeBron where uh-huh. he like chooses the moments where he wants to run. Yeah. And most of the time, that. he's and, he's not. And Pochettino is the same kind of manager. Like he wants his players to press. So it'd be mm-hmm. interesting to see how he works with that with Ronaldo. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So, moving on to the final league, I think that we're gonna talk about Bundesliga before we just make our picks for, I guess the Champions League. Yeah, and so in the Bundesliga, Bayern right now sits atop at forty nine points. Leipzig at forty eight. I think that Leipzig, granted, um, they're it's over with, man. they're still in the Champions League, but they need to at some point realize that one thing might be more important than the other. And the if there is a team that needs to drop, some people were saying that Inter Milan should just drop like the Europa League when they. When they were, when they got into it, um, to focus on the scudetto. But if there's gonna be a team that might want to do that, it might be Leipzig, where, um, they yeah, might just say benefits first. Yeah, so they're not gonna do that this time around. I mean, I'm not saying that, um, they should like throw a game away or anything like that because the players always want to win every game, but the focus has to stay on one or the other, because they have a real shot to win the Bundesliga, and. I think that Bayern, people are also tired to see them win it. And 
it'd be nice to have Leipzig, a team that honestly they came out of nowhere, just like six seasons ago, seven seasons ago they were like in the, in the fifth division, division or, or something. Or something crazy yeah, like they were that. some crazy, and so to see them like succeed, that's like Leicester Leicester City level mm-hmm. heights, um, things that like you crazy. don't really see. So it'd be crazy, um, honestly, and so that. You think uh, they that can do it? I think they can. Um, no offense, and I'll bring up the Spurs game because I watched it all. Like I saw parts of it. Leipzig was, like, when I say that Spurs were outclassed, they were, they were outclassed. Like it just looked like they were playing two different games, and so there were Spurs had their moments and they could have scored some chances, but Leipzig controlled the game. They dominated. They they controlled the pace of the game as well. And they move forward so freely. Um, Sabitzer, like, he might have not gotten an assist or anything in the game, but he was, like, a a pivotal player. He can move the ball and, like, switch on a dime, um, run past players, defend. He defends like crazy. Um, They have good depth. Forsberg didn't even start. Um, Leipzig is very deep, and I think that they have a team that's good enough to beat Bayern. Um, And plus, Bayern might be tired. They have aging players too. I'd love to see Leipzig win. I don't know, and I mean Dortmund. Hey, I'm not gonna pick out them. They're not out either. Alan has been a huge boost. It's kind of crazy, like, and I was talking to like some oh. some people about oh. this, like, um, he doesn't score like super impressive goals like that. He's just always he's in, the right yeah, he's just in the right spot. It's impressive. Yeah, he's got a knack. His positioning, his the strike of the ball. Yeah, you can't it, really teach it, that. You know what it reminds me of, like De Bruyne, where the it it leaves ball. so clean and you it's like a rocket in the top corner, and his accuracy is also like was supremely good. His goal against PSG, that that was a rocket. Underratedly fast, that, that run that he had. Um, I think they clocked him at six point six five seconds for sixty yards, which is like close to a world record. Um. Just for a run that he made from one side of the pitch to the other. And so they still got the talent to win it, too. Yeah, they got themselves a gem. They have a few gems on that squad. Um, yeah. Hakimi, man. I really like that guy's a beast. Spurs. Um, you want to move Champions League picks? Call it. The Champions League is hard to pick, man. Call it. Just call it. The Champions League. Who's, who's, who's going to win it? It's tough. Spurs. Yeah, I'll go. I, I mean, I would go with Spurs, but I'm not going to go with Spurs. You're a coward. Man, fuck you. Um, I'll say... RB Leipzig. You know what? I'll just go... I don't want to go with Liverpool, so I'll just go with Barcelona. It's because the, the Champions League this year is so wide open. You don't want to... I feel like Barcelona is like the pick for everyone every That's year. That's what I'm, I'm going with a safe pick because I the Champions League is so open this year. But they haven't like won a few it. Teams. In, they haven't won it in five years. But like like Barcelona could win it because I mean the Messi factor, Juventus, PSG, um, fuck Real Madrid, Manchester City. Like there's so many Bayern. Like there's so many teams. Did I? I don't think I mentioned Liverpool yet. Like there's so many teams mm-hmm. that are that are like in in this right now. It's, it's it's hard to pick one. 
it's really it's this is gonna be a dope like Champions League knockout uh, round. I th- definitely think it's more even than it was last yeah. year. Just and because last year was insane. Last year was crazy. Um, the comebacks from quarterfinals quarterfinals uh, uh-huh. onwards were pretty ridiculous. And honestly, some of the best matches that you'll see like in a long time. Because yeah. I remember the build up. That's why I, when I saw the final, it just sucked to like kind of watch something that was the final did suck it just kind of sucked and every single game leading up to it though was pretty incredible it like went down to like the last minute in every game um i'm just hoping for more of that yeah more of that and then no liverpool so who are you picking not liverpool see that's what i'm saying you know it's wide open i just don't want them to win i I don't want them to win because their fans are going to be so insufferable and like they're already like so full of themselves after winning it last year and they're gonna win the premier league this year and now you can't make jokes about how they've never won the premier league and for them to win again it would be pretty disappointing plus it's chalk it's just written like yeah it's the mainstream i'll go barcelona just just another safe pick you can't discount Messi whenever you're talking about that competition so um I'm I'm kinda I'm kinda set yeah I think I'm good um I said everything I need to say have you Daniel yeah I'm good you know back uh gotta you know we're gonna try and get do better you know get back into the pattern of things um you know, put more practice into it, of course. Uh, but, you, you know, thanks for, you know, the listeners. You know, keep on listening. Keep on sharing. Uh, you know. We appreciate you. Us, you know, we appreciate you guys. Um, we love our support. and However small, however big. Exactly. And we appreciate every single one of you. And that's something you probably don't hear your favorite podcasters say. So, you know what? We can be your new favorite podcasters. Because we love each and every single one of you. Right. Thank you. All right. Uh, Anyway, though, you know, this has been just the two of us once again. What is what episode is this? Five? Sure. Okay. Episode five. Uh, You know, once again, yeah, we appreciate you guys. Peace. Thank you.